Hi, and welcome to Stern Chats. I'm Lauren Marinero. And I'm Melanie Gonzalez. And today we're talking with the incredible entrepreneur, Gal Ron, who joined Stern as a full-time MBA while juggling two businesses in Israel. Not only did she start her own twerking business, Gawa Pol, she also has her own mentoring business where she works with young women pursuing entrepreneurship. We're so excited to speak with another fellow Sterny in our community. From New York University Stern campus, this is Stern Chats, the podcast that tells the hidden stories between the lines of someone's resume. In the interest of serving the Stern community, building relationships, and unlocking important life lessons, we present these stories to a wider audience. Hey, Gal. Welcome to Stern Chats. Hi, Lauren. So excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. Um, Let's dive right in, shall we? Would you mind telling us a little bit about you? Where did you grow up? I was born in Boston, the States, to an Israeli family, and we came back to Israel shortly after I was born. So I grew up mostly in Israel. We spent a few years in Japan and in Singapore when I was a kid. And I've pretty much been here ever since, apart from a short stint in Miami for a few months between my bachelor's and my master's. Um, And so you said you got your bachelor's and your master's, um, and you got your bachelor's in biotech, right? And your master's in microbiology and genetics. Correct. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that and what led you to those degrees? As a kid, I was always fascinated with how nature works. And just, I think what's missing from here is a disclaimer that, you know, I'm a nerd. and and. The kind of nerd that I was was a biology one. And it was very clear that that's what I'm going to do for my bachelor's because that's the only thing that interested me enough to study for three years. For us in Israel, it's three years. And after the bachelor degree you know, was finished, I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. And I said, you know what, why not go to Miami? After a few months, I came back and surprise, surprise, I still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grow up. So I decided, you know what, let's get another degree in the meantime and push this decision back a couple of years. Um, So I did that. Yeah. Uh, I I know that you had a bit of a revelation while you were in Miami for that short stint. And I'm curious to know how that has played into your current businesses. Uh, you're, You're an entrepreneur. Can you tell us a little more about that? Of course. I'd love to. Um, so where do I start? <laughs> I was, all- <laughs> you know, there's so much. Um, I was also, I was always very much into dancing. Dancing for me was freedom of movement. And looking back, I can say that while I belong to the mainstream in terms of what I look like, I and the rest of the ladies, females that I know, um, always felt uncomfortable in my body. I felt I wasn't thin enough. Um, I didn't fit the standards. And it was something that I carried with me. And dance was something that helped me uh, push through that and enjoy the body and enjoy the sensations in my body when I move. So at 18, I started dancing salsa. And at 21, I think during my first or second year in my bachelor's, I started doing pole dancing, which was very much new in Israel back then. And I am so old. In 2010, 
2010. I actually started my bachelor's in, in 2008. Um, You're not old. We're, we're right. We're right with you. <laughs> I always feel like I'm much older than the, uh, than the people in my class, though. Um, so anyway, I got into, into pole dancing after salsa, and each of these dances was kind of a step in my journey of self-acceptance of my body. And little did I know, just generally myself. So salsa was the first kind of gateway <laughs> gateway dance. I had a partner. <laughs> I didn't have to dance by myself. Um, there were moves. There was a body language. I could actually learn and speak it with other people, and that was beautiful. Pole dancing was the next step forward because, first of all, you have to wear very short clothes. You have to wear shorts and a sports bra. You need to have your skin grip on the middle of the pole. And, you know, it forces you to be nearly naked in a studio with seven to 14 other uh, women um, in very little clothing. And that was that was healing. But also more than that, it was the fact that in pole dancing, it wasn't about what your body looked like. It was about what your body can do. And and that was a very big step for me. Um, and then when I got to Miami, you know, still carrying all that uh, all of that baggage, <laughs> I got to Miami. It was the first time that as an Israeli, I was exposed to, well, I guess American culture and also non-white American culture. Miami um, has a very large black population and Hispanic, and they're when I, what I experienced is that their beauty ideal was different from the beauty ideal that I had around me growing up in white Jewish Israel. And that was the first time where I felt like I could relax and breathe and like I could, nobody expected me to look anything different from what I looked. Side window, um, like we shouldn't be expected to look anything for anybody else, right? But at 24, this is where I was at. And so I felt welcomed and I felt like I was home in a sense and I felt comfortable. And um, the last dance in my journey to this day is twerking. Miami. <laughs> Miami was where I learned how to twerk before I knew it was called twerking, before they knew it was called twerking, essentially before Miley Cyrus did it in the VMA Awards and it became you know, a thing once once she did that. Uh, and that was just liberating. That's awesome. And that's so great that through twerking, you found kind of like this journey of healing um, and self-fulfillment and, you know, just becoming more comfortable um, with your body and just you as a person. Um, so how did that experience in Miami um, finding twerking, how did that translate into you starting your own twerking business, Gallup the Pool? So excited that you asked. <laughs> um, so when I came back to Israel, as I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so I got another degree. So that kind of pushed that decision of, of starting my own business by a couple of years. And I wasn't even aware that that was going to happen yet. But I came back to Israel and I told all my friends, I learned this really cool dance, this black culture dance in Miami. Um, and not only does it have its roots in history, but it also fulfills, like it brings out something in you. 
it you know it releases the soul in one in some sense and i showed that to my friends and since i was already a pole dance teacher i also showed it to my studio owner um the pole dance studio i was already teaching in and i said why not why not try a class here so for the next three years i uh unknowingly it's very important to say I unknowingly established my brand as a teacher, as a twerk teacher. I was the first one in Israel to teach this black culture dance, uh, to bring it here. And after my master's, I worked for one year in clinical research, in cancer clinical research, because I thought that was what was expected of me with, you know, two degrees in biology. What else is there to do other than working in a lab? <laughs> and I did not want to work in a lab anymore. Um, but that really made me realize that life is too short to play it safe and not to go after my dreams. And this is also a good point to mention the fact that I had cancer myself during my master's degree. So about two years prior to starting working in that department, I was treated at that department. That's actually how I got the job, um, uh, because wow. I contacted them after I finished my master's and I said, Hey. Could I come work here to help, you know, to help other cancer patients who maybe weren't as lucky as I was? In all seriousness, now, Gal, I think, um, you know, it's really special that your first urge was, you know, how can I give back to the people that helped me through this? It also sounds like you had a bit of a your own revelation in terms of what you wanted to focus on based on what was meaningful to you like shortly thereafter. And I guess I, I'd like to maybe hear a little bit more about, um, you know, growing something from, you know, simply teaching it into a full-blown business, uh, why you decided to do that, what that looked like. And then also not just stopping there, but, you know, leaning into multiple businesses. So thank you for that question, Lauren. Um, I think what cancer taught me, as they say, but putting all sarcasm aside, it really did. I think at an early age, 25, 27, I really learned that, that, that there's no time to waste. And that honestly, I'm not the type of person that can be in a hospital day in, day out, doing the same work about something I'm not passionate about. Yes, I want to help other people, but I realized that being in the hospital environment was not healthy for me. And to be completely, completely, completely honest, I reached a point that of, of me have like just being in so much pain, just suffering so much at work. I felt like I had no choice other than to quit that and start my own business doing something extremely positive, extremely so, like going 180 degrees from treating cancer patients that are 80 years old. <laughs> and you know have their own prognosis happening to going to the studio and teaching a bunch of women how to shake their butts and have fun doing it when it came down to starting my business not only was was it very difficult for me to go from you know the known kind of traditional path to something that is a lot more alternative at least in the eyes of my family and my immediate surroundings, but also I've never had my own business, not knowingly again. Um, and all of a sudden I had to just put enough faith in myself and in the universe that I'll be able to bring in, you know, the money month after month. 
And what I alluded to earlier was that I unknowingly started establishing my brand once I started teaching. And that was something I really didn't do consciously. And now looking back, I see that it was the most organic way to build something. Since I was already teaching part-time about three years prior to opening my full-time business, I had a lot of, I had a reputation already. I had brand recognition. I had a lot of networking already done through my pole dancing community. I, I knew a lot of studio owners around Israel and around Europe and also in a little bit of Australia and the States. And I was able to leverage these connections to build my first tours of teaching workshops and teaching teacher trainings around, um, around Israel and, and outside of Israel. And that was really, really helpful because it wasn't completely foreign to me, this idea of essentially hustling. Uh, but, you know, in business world, um, leveraging your network and, <laughs> <laughs> and your assets. <laughs> And so, literally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, <laughs> I know all the puns. Net twerking. I mean, that was an easy one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep up the good twerk. Mm, mm, good. A twerking girl. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of them. Um, so anyway, I was able to leverage these um, assets and um, and skills, and also I started educating myself I started taking courses and I was so terrified it's really important for me to say this I was terrified of this move I was also terrified of all the other major changes in my life that I refused to acknowledge are happening until it was just knocking on my door uh, but I was really afraid of the unknown and so my way of dealing with it was by taking courses and I took marketing and I took running a small business courses and it just kind of helped me understand the basics so is that why you decided to come to Stern? Get more of those basics? Sounds like you're already a pro. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Uh, definitely. That is exactly that. I, the, more, the more I learn here, the more I see the difference between running a small business and running an actual venture. Um, and I'm learning a lot. And it's the best because after running my own business for five years and I, f I felt like I kind of reached a plateau and this is great. This is exactly why I came here. So Gal, the, the twerking business wasn't your only business that you started, right? Um, after about three years of running my, my twerking business full time and doing multiple things that really interested me like a clothing line and I produced events and I ran teacher trainings and courses and all of that. I mentally and emotionally, I started to feel unchallenged. And this is when the universe kind of signaled to me that it might be time to think about what the next thing would be. And it did that by sending me a bunch of um, friends, acquaintances, that we're all women and we're all were in the process of starting their own business and they needed advice. That in turn kind of led me into, again, not really knowingly, <laughs> forming this group of business mentees uh, that I was doing business mentoring for. And it became my, my volunteer activity that I was doing because I felt like I wanted to give back and I wanted to help women who have the wit and have the drive and have the motivation, but don't 
yet have the tools or the knowledge to start their own business. Because I know, I remember to this day, I remember what it's like to do something like start your own business and being scared shitless. And I wanted to help others who might be feeling the same. So I did that. It was a group of uh, six, six women and one ally. Um, in Hebrew, you would say an ornery woman, but I think it translates weirdly into English, but the intention is he's an ally. <laughs> and we did one-on-one -on -one mentoring and I also did group activities and it was just wonderful and it gave me so much. And then I decided that, okay, this is something I want to do. So I started doing this as another business, as a side business to my full-time dancing business. And it was really great because actually my twerking business is the one that brings me all the clients <laughs> to my business mentoring. It's true. That's a solid pipeline. <laughs> I know, right? Again, not knowingly. And the reason for that, by the way, always goes back to branding. I represent myself very as very much as an authentic, relatable person, which I really try to be, and I guess it comes it comes across. So when I started um, advertising that I'm doing business mentoring, these ladies that were following me, and one of them, both of them are also twerk students of mine, <laughs> they came to me as well, an online um, twerk student. Um, so I think that that is what kind of is slowly shaping up to be my, my second business. And it's amazing. And so then you made what I would assume is a really difficult decision to enroll in Stern while having these two uh, businesses that you're also managing. Can you talk a little bit about what you decided to do with the businesses now? Um, you know, did you put them on pause? Is that something that you're juggling while you're at Stern? Um, and can you just talk about what your thought process was there? Of course. I think this is honestly the most important thing I w I'm probably going to talk about today is that it is so hard. People told me MBA is going to be such a difficult experience. It's immersive. It's intensive. And I was like, I got this. I'm a smart, capable, independent, strong woman. I can do whatever I set my mind to. It's all about prioritizing my time. <laughs> I had no idea what I was <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Really, really. I and I think it's really important to put it out there because we as as a top school uh, student, we as a body of students, we are pretty high, you know, overachievers, type A type of personalities. And we think we can take on a lot, but we have a limit and I have a limit as well. And I discovered that I discovered that in winter break. So to answer your question, Melanie, um, for the fall semester, I was doing everything. I prioritized school. I skipped recruiting. I pushed that back to spring semester. I still managed my twerking business and I still took uh, clients uh, for my business mentoring business. Uh, but that all changed about a month ago. How did you make that decision for yourself? And how did you have the courage to do it? <sighs> That's a loaded question. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> I think I personally, just like before I, I quit my hospital, I had to reach a point, a, a breaking, I had to reach a breaking point to understand that I cannot continue like this. Running one and a half businesses and doing a full-time uh, degree is not, is, is, it's not sustainable. 
for me. And there was a lot of humility in understanding my limits. And essentially what happened was that I reached a very bad mental health place. I, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the stress was just becoming too much. And my friends pointed out that I'm experiencing burnout and I didn't know what that burnout was a thing. So I, I researched that. I thought it was just, you know, oh, I'm so tired and burnt out. And so I decided to put my twerking business on pause because it also correlates with a lot of questions that have been surfacing for me about my inclusion and diversity and like how if I, twerking is a black culture dance. And if I want to be continuing to teach it, um, I want to do it with a lot more consideration and thoughtfulness about how I present it and how do I include people of color, dance teachers, and just make sure that their voice is represented as well. And I think I need to take some time away to stop and think and just gain some perspective about that. So I think for me, it was a decision that has been growing inside for, for quite some time. And I'm very happy that, you know, I, I got to the point where I said, you know what, I just need some time off. It doesn't mean that I don't love it anymore because I do. It doesn't mean that it doesn't bring me joy because it does. I just need a pause. I need a break. And that is so human and so okay. It's incredibly impressive that you were running all these things in Israel while going to school full time. Um, but, you know, as someone who's just going to school full time. I can't even imagine <laughs> that load. Also, you know, glad burnout is part of your vocabulary. It's funny that it's, you know, taken this long to, <laughs> to see it as something that's truly real. Um, yeah. Quite the hustle. Yeah. And um, as for the business mentoring business, it is still in very um, early stages. So I, I don't have many clients. And the thing that I'm doing now is just not ad advertising for more. So I'm keeping the load um, and I'm even seeing them maybe just a little bit less. So at a lower frequency, um, but I'm not taking on any more. And I think that's the important thing, learning to say no to yourself. And so you talked about putting the your business on pause. Um, can you talk about like what pauses? Did you just kind of completely remove yourself from it? Is there someone running it? And then you also talked a little about recruiting. So is your idea to get exposure to something else and then come back to these businesses? Or is that your immediate goal after graduating from Stern? Great question. Thank you. What pause looks like for my twerking business, since now it is only an online business. So I have an online uh, twerk school. By the way, if you're interested, go to www.onlinetwerk.com um, where you can learn how to twerk from the ground up. <laughs> it's true, you can. <laughs> I have beginner and intermediate courses, but back to us. So, so what it means to put a pause on that is that I am no longer on social media. I am not a content producing machine anymore. And I stop doing, I stopped running my paid ad campaigns on Facebook and Instagram. That is essentially like a huge cost that has been lifted off me. And with that, a very big mental and emotional price. I know that for the twerking business, I don't want to put a timeline on this. Um, I don't want to stress myself out by saying, okay, I'll get back to this after six months or after a year, you know, whatever needs to happen will happen. And I want to make sure that when I come back to it, it is from an authentic place. 
I also know that it is my first business and therefore it will take a secondary place in my future career life. Um, so right now, no one else is managing it because I just, I can't, I just can't. But, <laughs> but when it does come back to life, I am planning to hire somebody to manage it for me because that would be a great way to keep it going. And I think also for the mentoring business, I am not putting any goals. And that means not putting any pressure on myself. I want to see how things um, kind of develop. And as, as far as recruiting goes, I think I realized I will never just be an office, you know, employee um, in terms that I will probably want to open my own business. I can't, I, can't, I don't see myself not having at least two more businesses in my lifetime. So I don't know if it will happen exactly after Stern. I think I will want to work as an employee for a few good years, you know, help pay off the loans take a little bit of the pressure off myself if I do run my own business and and just have somebody else tell me what to do and have people I can learn from. And I don't mean it sarcastically at all. I need, I, I need this interaction. It's so important as part of my growth as a human being and as a future CEO. Gail, you are an incredible individual. I am definitely going to go to www. What is it again? OnlineTwerk.com to learn twerking from the ground up. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> you are an inc just inspiring um, from you know your your personality, your exuberance, and your like pure hustle. Uh, very very impressed. Anything you want uh, our listeners to walk away with today? Yes, um, compassion compassion because motivation and ambition and drive are great. They're really great. And we are smart and we're capable and we can get what we want. But if we don't balance it out with just time off, with doing things for the soul, with remembering we are not just our career. We are human beings. We're animals that, that are supposed to be in nature, you know? bathing in the river we're not meant to be in offices and just remembering that and not identifying with your work um part of your life having a separate identity and showing yourself compassion on a regular basis by doing things that make you happy i think that is the main takeaway for me great well gal it's been incredible having you on the show um it's been amazing listening to your story how reflective you've been um, about your journey. And I think that's a big takeaway of how you've made all these really difficult decisions. And I'm very excited for your future and all to come. So thank you again. I thank you so much. It's truly an honor to be here. I know I listened to this podcast before coming to Stern and I was in awe. And Lauren, you might have been my idol and you still are. Melanie, I just was, didn't hear your episode, but you're also my idol after today. So thank you. <laughs> thank you.